today and it's 2:24. So don't drag a bitch. Don't. I don't want to answer how many coffees I've had today. I didn't specify how big coffee cup number 1 was. <laughs> You've seen my mugs. I have. I have. Um normally I let Amanda talk about what coffee she's having first, but we're drinking the same coffee. Uh this is the Mexico Maya Vinic which is from our local coffee shop, Heine Brothers. Uh, it's a limited release. They only have it for a short period of time throughout the year. Uh, it is a light roast. I really like it, mostly because light roasts have more caffeine. Caffeine is very important for millennials. We need it. It's for the care and keeping of your current. There needs to be a lot of caffeine. Also, fun fact, I only learned to spell caffeine when I learned French. I believe that. It's caffeine. It's spelled the exact same way as in English, but... I can figure out how it's spelled because they say all, for once, for once in French, they say all of the letters. The one word. <laughs> Same with medieval. No, I don't believe it. I think there's just one word in French. That... It's medieval. And that's how I can spell medieval in English. I'm no, special. Whatever works. Right, guys? Um, yeah. So this week, we are going to be discussing various... Graveyard ghosts, hauntings. Real quick, mm-hmm. we forgot the card of the episode. Ah, yes. Because the... you didn't like it because it's been dragging us. Yeah, uh, the Line Trader tarot deck is reading me for filth. Guys. It's not great, y'all. It's not great. And the last couple cards we've drawn have been calling Amanda out horrifically. Uh, anyway, today's card is the Moon Reversed, which is. Um, self-doubt, it is confusion, it is turmoil, uh, you don't know what to do, you have got some trauma going on, and you should really take some time to find that inner peace. Yeah, I'm gonna rename this card Millennial and move on. It's only in the reverse. It's perfectly fine when it's upright. You know, I have an entire deck where I don't read reversed, but um, in this case, it was just too fucking perfect. And we got our asses dragged. Any hoozles, let's go back to our topic for the day. Yes, we are discussing various graveyard hauntings, ghosts, creepy crawlies, supernatural experiences in general. Um, And for this episode, you know, normally I would try to go and pick from various places across the United States, but... Today, we are going to take, or I am going to take us all on a tour of our old Kentucky home. Yay! Uh, Turns out our state is, like, really mega fucking haunted. Super. I love it. This is great. Don't you, though? No. No, I fucking don't. feel so warm and 
fuzzy at the end of this. Oh, uh, I just realized my mother-in-law is going to listen to these episodes, and I swear like a sailor. Does she not know that? I went four years before I ever dropped an F-bomb in front of her. <laughs> I'm sorry, right now I am imitating the the meme with the woman looking at the numbers trying to figure out. She just BSOD'd. It's great. Yeah. I'm a very swear woman. Yeah. It's uh, great. It's fine. I was a little worried Corinne's mom did not like me at first because she said, oh, you little bitch, about something. And <laughs> that's a term of endearment in my household. It is, I've learned. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're awful. We're terrible people. No, you're great. Your mom also taught me how to drink. It's, yes. It's the best. It's what she do. It's what she do. Yeah, I told her a drink tasted like tang, and she said, oh, honey, there's not enough booze in this. Mm -hmm. And took my cup. <laughs> All right. So to start, I'm going to talk about Baker Hollow Road Cemetery in Marion, Kentucky. Okay. So I'm blaming your sister That's for fair and valid. Yeah. Sorry, ma'am. It's yep. all your fault. Uh, so the first cue that, you know, you should maybe walk away and forget this cemetery that is just off of Baker Hill Road is that uh, there are a lot of reports that the cemetery is not where it was the last time people went to visit. No, thank you. Uh, although, honestly, I think that can be easily explained. There are two cemeteries, the Baker Cemetery and the Phillips Cemetery and Baker Hollow Road is the dividing line between the two. So I think it's people just forgetting which side of the street mm -hmm. they parked in last time. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. So once you get there, um, it, not even through the gates yet, yep. you're approaching the cemetery. Cool beans. People experience a feeling of overwhelming sadness to the point of tears. Great. As soon as the cemetery comes into view. Cool beans. Um, Hate it. And then if you are lucky, uh -huh. you may see any time of day. This is not just at night. Okay. Okay. A large black dog with eyes that appear to glow. Hmm. Okay. often appears to be limping. Oh, puppy. Or injured in some other way. Oh, baby boy. And, you know, if you pull your car up and you start to get out, its shadow will change into something demonic. I hate it. And then it disappears. Thank you. I hate it. Oh, just wait. I hate you. So the hellhound is really the least of your worries. Great. In this cemetery. Because again, it disappears. Uh-huh. Um, All right. So spoopy dog, not the problem. Yeah. Got it. So there are reports of localized weather pockets. So you'll get rain that's happening just over the cemetery. Okay. Uh, rolling fog coming through out of nowhere. Great. Yeah, I think Tim Burton directs the cemetery. Mm-hmm. People will start to hear whispers all around, cool. including the voices of their deceased loved ones who aren't buried in this cemetery. Mm-hmm. So we got some geographical challenge ghosts. Okie dokie. Yeah. Or demons mocking your grief. It's bullshit. On the side of the road, uh, people report seeing hanged men swinging from trees. Great. Thank you. Uh, Confederate soldiers walk by. Okay, awesome. There are rustling noises coming from the woods around it, despite nothing being in view. I hate it. 
and people report being plagued by nightmares for weeks after visiting, even if they don't experience anything while at the cemetery proper. Thanks so much, Amanda. You're welcome. I can't wait to go to bed tonight. You're welcome. So next, uh, we're going to get a little closer to home Mm -hmm. with the Grandview Cemetery in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Oh, where my husband's from. Yes, no Orlando Bloom included with the cemetery. I'm no, sorry. That's it's a bad movie. It's it's a bad movie, guys. Don't It's a terrible just movie. Don't watch it. I'm sorry. And if you're gonna have a scene where you try to explain how to pronounce Louisville, maybe ask someone from Louisville. Learn to pronounce Louisville. That's all I'm saying. That's fine. So uh Grandview Cemetery is often referred to as the Gates of Hell. Oh, that's so cheerful. Isn't it? So this, the origin of this cemetery is a mystery. Uh, There are no records of it being built. No, thank you. Uh, Elizabethtown itself was established in 1795, but there are several graves dated prior to that date. I mean, that makes sense. We had settlers coming into this region as early as 1790. Right. And probably even earlier than that, because yay, colonialism, I guess. Something like that. Although there are some reports, and we'll probably get to this at a later date, of uh, certain areas of Kentucky being uh, gleefully gifted to white settlers because the natives wanted nothing to do with these parts. Good on them. I mean, bad for us, but good on them. Right? So... Reports of satanic activities in the woods surrounding the cemetery predate the cemetery's founding. Super. Which I think is because Elizabethtown actually had a pretty high uh, female, uh, the ratio of female to male settlers Mm, was pretty high. And anytime women have any sort of power, political influence, Mm -hmm. Satan is clearly involved. Obvi. Obvi. I mean... How else am I going to get my work done? Yeah, he is our girl boss. I... <laughs> girl boss, keep guest light, what up? Yep. Uh, so uh, because of the reports of satanic activities, there's a theory that the spirits and phenomena in the cemetery itself are the result of those diabolical influences. Okay. People report a feeling of extreme dread as soon as they step foot on the property. Great. Once that dread sets in, Mm -hmm. uh, multiple people over the years have reported unexplained bleeding from their mouths and noses. Hey, so I hate that. It gets worse. Fuck. And some people report that when visiting in a group, their companions will start speaking in tongues and will not be able to go back to speaking in their native language until they are several miles away from the cemetery grounds. I mean, that sounds like me when I'm drunk, but... I don't often go drinking while in a cemetery. Um, Road trip? Probably shouldn't. Okay, fine. But, sure. In Grandview Cemetery, there are patches of grass that become black with no explanation. Okay. People have seen glowing orbs hovering over the gravestones. Okay. Mysterious screams come from out of nowhere both day and night. Great. And creepiest of all, in my opinion. Oh, I don't like this already. Um, So in 2003, Mm -hmm. some mutilated animals started showing up 
in the cemetery. I don't like it. Dead cats, dogs, deer, birds. No. Calves, baby cows. No. Little baby cows. I'm saying no. I don't like it. And local animal control said that there was no evidence of animal cruelty. Cool. Though they also couldn't say what sort of animal could be capable of such mutilation. I hate it. I hate it. So a lot of people like to tell their fun ghost stories that it is animal sacrifices for the satanic energies. (laughs) Don't like it. All right. Continuing on. Fuck. Now we'll go to Pikeville Cemetery in Pikeville, Kentucky. On Yes. This one's just sad to me. Oh, no. Although it does hit a primal fear of mine. On May 2nd, 1891, okay. Octavia Hatcher was pronounced dead after a long battle with malaise and un- an unspecified illness following the death of her infant son. Okay. She was buried, mourned, and left six feet under. Great. Soon afterwards, several other people in the town were struck by the same illness, appeared dead, and recovered. Oh, no. So Miss Hatcher's husband was distraught and ordered her body unearthed. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Where the town made the grisly discovery no. that Miss Hatcher was not dead at the time of the burial. Oh, no. Her face was frozen in a scream, oh. claw marks on the lid of the coffin, and the ends of her fingers worn and bloody. No. No. Yes. yes. No, I don't like it. Uh, so to this day, people report seeing the ghost of Octavia Hatcher wander through the cemetery, often tending to her son's headstone. Aww. And surprisingly, given the nature of her death, people actually report a feeling of calm when they see her. So she is just tending to her son's gravestone. Aww, poor lady. I know. That's horrifying. I hate it. I know. All right, so now we'll go uh, even closer to home with Cave Hill Cemetery in Louisville, Kentucky. Yep, yep, yep. Um, God, I love going for a walk there. We used to do a drive through there almost every Sunday when I was a little girl. It's stunning. It's really beautiful. It is also the reason why my sister Patricia is afraid of ducks. Uh, The ducks there do not care. Now, one of them bet Marion and... Patricia decided that she was going to have the primal fear of ducks and geese. Well, you know, twins are weird. Especially mine. (laughs) So this is America's oldest Victorian style cemetery that is still accepting new occupants, um, which is a really weird way to phrase that. And I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. I'm going to make some unfortunate word choices later. Oh, fun. So it is a 296 acre cemetery in Arboretum. Mm Mm-hmm. And for people who aren't familiar with Louisville, uh, Cave Hill has some really big names buried there. It's uh, a lot of people with money end up uh, with that as their final resting place. So you've got Harlan Sanders. Yep. The Colonel himself. You're welcome, fried chicken lovers. um, And Muhammad Ali. I did know Muhammad Ali was buried there. There's also the guy, and I don't remember his name. I feel awful. And he's the magician. And his statue is just so sweet because he's reaching out to 
the living. And he just has a very kind look on his face. And it was, it's over by Colonel Sanders' headstone. Okay. It's in the same basic area. And my sisters and I have always loved it. Nifty. I just know that there's a whole section of Freemason graves. And I'm like, ooh, I bet the conspiracy theorists have a lot of fun with this section of the ooh, cemetery. Yeah. Um, also, fun fact, uh, there are bees being kept at Cave Hill. And apparently they love the flowers near Muhammad Ali's grave, which is just perfect. My heart. I know. Thank you for giving me something to not be terrified of today. You're welcome. Actually, Cave Hill is a little bit of a break in the (laughs) spooky. Um, You know, people have reported seeing glowing lights, hearing whispers, seeing translucent figures, but nothing as extreme as... Yeah, so kind of like your your garden variety creepy pasta. Yes. But that's not that creepy. Yes. Um, and I can't say that I've ever experienced anything super weird at Cave Hill. Um, the weirdest thing that I think I've experienced is going for a family walk there and my almost two-year-old pointing at one of the big mausoleums and saying... Bye-bye. Love you. Quentin, buddy. And, you know, he already talks to the nothing in our nice old Victorian home, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, well. It's whatever. It is what it is. He's gonna bring a ghost home one day if there's not already one. And then, uh, my favorite cemetery, if by favorite we mean, holy hell, why is this within walking distance of my house? Great! is the Eastern Cemetery, which is right next door to Cave Hill, and a lot of people looking at it think that it's part of Cave Hill. Okay. Um, But it is not. Cool. So the cemetery was founded in the 1800s and is notable for being one of the first non-segregated cemeteries in the nation. Okay. Which was very forward-thinking of them and the last good thing that ever happened there. Great! Oh, this is going to be great, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, How do you think I feel? I can walk to this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the owners of the cemetery were big fans of money. Mm-hmm. And the best way to get money without spending money in a cemetery is to just bury people on top of other people. Yeah, yeah. So there are 16,000 graves in Eastern Cemetery, and there are records of over 136,000 people buried there. Great. Um, also another thing to note, it was the first, cre- that cemetery had the first crematorium for tuberculosis patients Aww. in the area. Great. So before Waverly Hills had its own crematorium in the basement, those bodies were transferred Great. to. Thank you. Fantastic. I love it. Mmm, boy. Yes. And there are Almost certainly more than those 136,000 people buried there. Great. In the 1980s, the remains of over 70 infants were found buried less than one foot below the ground. Jesus. No no headstones. Oh, no. We don't know who these kids were. We don't know why they were buried there. It's multiple races. This is horrifying. It is. And around that time, the cemetery was closed permanently. Oh, yeah. You think? Yeah. Yike. Um, and that's creepy enough. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you. So 
let's make it worse. Oh, do we have to? So let's talk about the witch's grave. Mm-hmm. So located towards the back of the cemetery is the grave of Ada B. Armstead, who died on August 29th, 1895. Okay. Her tombstone is inscribed with a pentagram and the words, I'll live again. Great. People report ghostly figures in the cemetery, orbs. Okay. And there is, there are reports of the figure of a woman. We don't think it's the witch Mm -hmm. because this woman tends to the area of the cemetery where the infants were found. Oh. Um, And just to cover our asses legally, if you are ever in Louisville, do not attempt to go into the Eastern Cemetery. It is closed to the public. Mm Mm-hmm. It is regularly monitored by police officers, and especially around Halloween, you will get your ass arrested. Yeah. And uh, that's my segment. Thank you. I hate it. You're welcome. You're the worst. Oh my god, I'm not going to sleep tonight. This is really genuinely terrible. Okay, so uh, as I do, I am taking a more international look. Also, like Amanda, I... Pretty into the, I ended up pretty heavily focusing on Paris. Um, I did study French in college. I lived there for a little bit. So France is near and dear to my heart. And had I found more sources about like Lyon, which is a city that I lived closer to, I'd have been all about that. But Paris is kind of easy because it's a big city and it's got some big graveyards. Um, I did expand past that. I actually really wanted to touch on Highgate Cemetery in London but the stories that I found are really going to be more appropriate for a later episode. Yes. In my we, opinion. We've discussed that a little bit. Yeah. So um, I started doing some research and I found like a couple of vague mentions of like ghosts and Père Lachaise. And of course there's the catacombs under the city. But I really like scholarly documents. And I just wasn't finding anything that suited my particular needs. And then I remembered a very crucial fact after a month of research. I speak French. You do. I, moi je parle français en fait. So I realized I could do research in French. Um, I still didn't find the kind of scholarly articles that I tend towards, but being able to find sources from French papers and from French blogs helped me find some keywords that really enhanced my research, especially once I did go back to English just to make sure that I was understanding things correctly. Because I am a non-native speaker, and I don't have an opportunity to use French in my day-to-day life as much as I would like. Um, so in no particular order, I'm going to start with the catacombs. Uh, it is the final resting place of the remains of more than six million dead. That is too many people. It's so many. So the whole point of starting the catacombs was in the late 18th century, the cemeteries of Paris were just completely overfilled. This has always been a very large metropolitan area, and a lot of people have lived and died there. Um, It got to the point, there was a building near the cemetery of uh, Saint-Innocent, or uh, the Holy Innocents, where a wall collapsed, and lots of half-decayed bodies ended up in somebody's basement. That is not okay. It's not. It's really not... um, The burial practices were getting very lazy. Bodies were not decomposing properly. And in addition to being 
viscerally horrifying. Yeah. It was recognized as being a health hazard. Yes, they did not have germ theory quite yet, but they were like, hmm, rotting corpses in the streets. Not great. This is this is not great. So over a period of time, um, the bones of deceased people were moved into an ossuary in the catacombs. Okay. Now, the actual ossuary where all of those bones are very nicely arrayed takes up a very small fraction of what is known as the catacombs. The rest is actually left over quarries. They're all interconnected under the city and kind of bleed into, like, um, the sewers and all of that stuff. So it's just lots and lots of tunnels, but not a whole lot of dead people. I mean, lots of dead people, but in a very defined area, which is kind of fun. Um, Fun, she says. Yeah, well, so there's a whole group of people who are called cataphiles, and their whole thing is exploring the catacombs. And they have parties down there. You might have, like, secret restaurant launches. At one point in time, the French officials found an entire theater set up, like movie theater, under the city. Now... I'm going to go back to the restaurant launches, and if there were ever going to be a group of dead people who were okay with food being served near their bodies, it would be the French, as long as the food was up to their standards. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's really awesome. Uh, anyway, the, the authorities were like, uh, we're, we're definitely going to like bust these people's asses, and they went back to where the theater was. Everything was gone. Everything. And there was just a note that says, Ne cherchez pas. You know, don't look for us. Great. You're welcome. Um, but the cataphiles have a patron ghost. Do they now? They do. So there was this dude who was delightfully named uh, Philibert Asper. So uh, essentially Philbert Asper, who was a caretaker at a local hospital. Okay. And uh, they had an entrance into the catacombs. So one night, he decides he's going to go down there because there's an illegal liquor stash. And God help that man, he's going to go down there and get him some liquor. Oh, good. So it wasn't to bust people, it was... No, it's for alcohol. At least that's the belief. God bless the French. (laughs) I love them. They're my people. So he goes down there with his lantern, and he never comes back. They find his body round about a little over a decade later. Yeah. Uh, He's recognized because of the keys that he carried. And he wasn't honestly that far from where he'd gone in. Uh, They believe his light went out and he got lost. Um, So he was buried more or less where he was found, down in the catacombs. And it is a tradition, if you are a cataphile, to pay your respects to him. And he keeps out a watch for you. And then on the anniversary of his death, he does like to fuck with people's lights and like whisper in their ears. But he's, like, you know what? He's been dead for a long time now. He's allowed to have his fun. Right? Like, I'm I'm sorry. If I come back as a ghost, <laughs> if that is what the afterlife is for me, eternity sounds really dull. Right? But as YouTube shows us, we as a species love pranking each other. We really do. And I don't think you become less human just because you're a ghost. Correct. And I just, I love that he is considered some sort of guardian angel for the cataphiles who explore the catacombs. I was like, that's kind of nice. Well, now I imagine that he went up to the people who set up the movie theater and was like, look, the feds are on you guys. (laughs) Bitches, you gotta go. (laughs) And they were like, oh man, thanks. 
All right. So that's the catacombs again. Six million dead. It's a lot. It's pretty cool, but it's a lot. Um, so then we have Cimetière Père Lachaise, which is very, very famous. It is a massive English-style um, graveyard. So it's a, kind of like the wandering garden-y type thing. Okay. Uh, it was built in 1804. It is non-denominational because at the time Napoleon had made a law that, you know, we're supposed to be super secular. They're not great at that, but it's okay. But there are sections for Jews, there are sections for Muslims, there are sections for Protestants and Catholics. Catholics were a little bit hesitant because it wasn't really properly blessed ground, which is understandable. And for a while, it was not fashionable to be buried at Père Lachaise because it was in a working class neighborhood. Classism, it is alive and well, y'all. No. Um, so, God forgive me for these puns, um, in, in an attempt to liven up the cemetery, as it were, and to encourage people to choose it as their final resting place, they started reinterring famous French people like Moliere to, to drive interest. They're like, look, you can be buried near Moliere. This is great. And people are like, fuck yeah, I want that. I will pay monies for this. Um, so at the point in, in, in the modern era, it is still an active cemetery. Okay. It is very difficult to get a grave site there unless you're, were already there. Like if your family's already there, maybe you have to be a French citizen anymore. That did not used to be the case. It makes sense. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's super hard, but there's about 300,000 bodies buried on the property. But then there's also, uh, an, another ossuary called Omor. The dead. And when you take that into account, there's somewhere between two and three million people whose final resting place is Père Lachaise. And understandably, there's uh, there's some ghostly activity. No. Go figure. Go figure. So one that always gets mentioned is actually Jim Morrison of the band The Doors. I did know he was buried there. Yes. It's kind of sad. Um... So he really, he like, he shows up in pieces pictures. He's not like super spooky or anything, but the reason he's buried there is because he died in Paris and no one in the U.S. reclaimed his body. Buddy. So he was not repatriated to the United States. He was buried at Perlachez Cemetery. Oh no. I know, right? Like, I just feel bad for him. Maybe he's like, guys, take me home. I don't know. I don't know. Um... So he's kind of one of the big names. Another really famous one is Marcel Proust, who is a famous French author. Yes. Um, who was also gay. So the story goes that he and his lover wanted to be buried together. And Marcel Proust died in 1921, I believe. So homophobia is still kind of a big deal at the time. And he and his lover were not buried together. So the story goes that he's, his ghost wanders Père Lachaise trying to find his lover so they can be reunited again. And people decorate his tomb with, like, chestnuts in the shapes of hearts. Aww. Um, and then I, not to be a spoil sport, I did some research. So, Marcel Proust, historically, very gay man. Uh, I was trying to figure out, like, who this lover could be, and Wikipedia cites that he was in a relationship with a man named Reynaldo Hahn, who was a composer. He also seemed to have some sort of infatuation with a man named Alfred Augustin Agostinelli, who was both his chauffeur and his secretary. However, neither of those men were like, you know, 
in that committed relationship. So I don't know the veracity of the story. And Marcel Proust never talked about being gay. He did have gay and bisexual characters in his works. Um, He was once caught in a raid at a um, brothel for for men who love men. (laughs) So, like, historically, we, we know this man was a gay man. I mean, what French author hasn't been caught in a raid at a brothel, though? True, true. See, Victor Hugo. Yeah, well. But yeah, so those are kind of two of the big ones. And then I wasn't originally going to mention this because it's not really ghostly. So Chopin is also buried at Père Lachaise. Okay. And, um, well, let me correct this. Most of him is buried at Père Lachaise. (laughs) So, you know, you were talking about the lady who was buried alive. Yes. He was terrified of the thought of being buried alive. So his heart was removed. And his heart is actually entombed in a pillar at a church in Poland. While the rest of him is interred at Père Lachaise. Which is metal as hell, yo. Could we be less extra? No. I love it. It's great. (laughs) I was delighted. That's probably not the right word to use, but I'm going to use it anyway. I like it. I like it. All right. I guess I I was raised Catholic. We have... We're weird. Saints relics everywhere. I shouldn't be too... Too judgy. Yeah. Um, and then while I was doing all this research on like Palaches and the catacombs, I came across another article in French about a cemetery in Iraq. Okay. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting because they're like, yeah, the gravediggers say it's super fucking haunted. So I decided to do some more research. Um, I found a similar article from Al Jazeera English and at least one other article about it, all from around the same time, dating back very recently to 2019. Okay. So this is, this is very recent. So uh, we are off to Najaf in Iraq and the Wadi Us Salam Cemetery, so Valley of Peace. This is the world's largest cemetery. There are about 5 million people buried there, and there have been active funerals for the past 1,400 years. My American brain <clears throat> cannot fathom. I did see another article, like, dating back to the Mesopotamia times, there have been graves in this area. It's just, it's constantly been a place for burials. Like, just genuinely... It's My wild. Brain. No, it's it's too big a number for us. Yes. I I had to read it a couple times because I was like, that's that's a big number. That's a big number. Um it is also the site of the burial of Imam Ali, who is one of the, the first of the twelve Shia Imams. So it's very important. A lot of Shia Muslims from all over the world really want to be buried there. Um so according to the gravediggers who work there, who've stayed very busy because um, things really picked up when the United States invaded Iraq. Yeah. And at one point they were doing up to 500 burials a day. It dropped off in, I want to say 2006, but it has picked up again in recent years due to ongoing strife in the region because of the destabilization that the United States has caused. Yeah. Um, so the graveyards are kept, the gravediggers are kept very busy. And apparently there's a very high turnover in the cemetery because it's super fucking haunted. I'd imagine so. 
So um, the gravediggers refer to an entity called, again, I'm very sorry for my pronunciations here. Uh, uh, there's three names that I saw. There's Tantal, which if you search that, you find it's also a gun name. There's Bzebza or Guerreria, which again, I'm probably not pronouncing correctly. My apologies. Um, one man, one gravedigger reported the sensation of being struck in the back of the head. No, thank you. Um, and from that time, he has not been able to walk straight and reported that he, he feels like there is a ghost still haunting his body. His family has been trying to get him help. Um, I think they reported they've spent something like $30,000 on medical shit. care. You make $300 a month as a grave digger. Which is a lot for that region. It is, yeah. Uh, and that's why a lot of people, even after having these really scary experiences, keep going back. Because it's a guaranteed job. When you have that many people being buried all day or day, y- y- you get a job. Um, another grave digger reported uh, he was burying a corpse of a woman during the funeral. And she slapped him full in the face. No. Which he does not understand because... As part of their funeral traditions, she is in a shroud, bound, should not have been possible. No. And he's another one who reported, like, he quit and then was like, fuck, I need a job. So he had to go back. Yeah, I'm sorry. Dead woman slaps me in the face. Yeah, it's it's a big nope. (sighs) What? But for that sort of money, maybe I would go back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, but... Yeah, so really shouldn't have been possible. According to the gravediggers, though, the ghosts are really only active at night. But when you have that many burials to do, you're pretty busy. Um, I did see some reports, and I can't remember which article I saw this in. It wasn't Al Jazeera, and it wasn't the original French. But there was a, a follow-up article that I read that was citing Al Jazeera and Lacroix, who were talking about how some of this could potentially be a physical manifestation of mental illness. Um, Because there is a very large amount of stigma around mental illness in Iraq. I know they said one of the men went to Lebanon to have psychiatric care because it's very hard to find someone in Iraq who can treat them and got signed paperwork saying he's not mentally ill so that he could get married. Jesus. But when you consider the amount of trauma that has been inflicted on that region... It does kind of make sense. It 100% makes sense. But at the same time, you also have the stories of the jinn and the ghouls from that region. So, I mean, there could be something to it. I don't know. But it was really fucking creepy. And I was like, I feel like I got to step up my game a little bit. Because I'm like, oh, Marcel Proust looking for his lover. It's so sad. Oh, the nice patron saint ghost man of the catacombs. <laughs> Amanda's going to scare me. I should, I should hold my own. <laughs> So that's, that's why I have that. And that's it. That's what I've got. Yeah. No, you definitely held your own with that. You're um, welcome. Just the mental image of a woman wrapped in a burial shroud, reaching up to slap someone in the face is going to stick with me. You're welcome. The man did believe that she was a witch. Aren't we all? I am. So yeah, that's what I got for you. You're welcome. Well... You know, hopefully we have helped along everyone's nightmares today. Uh, I know I won't be sleeping. 
especially after all this coffee. Well, look, it's only three in the afternoon. We could definitely have more coffee and not sleep till Monday. Great, great, great. Yay. All right. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Yes. Sweet dreams and caffeinated nightmares, everyone. Bye. I'm sorry. Thank you for listening to Graveyard Coffee Talk. Our theme music is Pretty Little Dead Girls by Sean and McGuire, copyright 2006 and used with permission. Our cover art is by Kyle Welsh. If you want to keep the chat going, please visit our website at graveyardcoffeetalk.com for transcripts, episode notes, and more. Follow us on Instagram at graveyardcoffeetalkpod or on Twitter at talkgraveyard. Boyfriend's gone.